Welcome to A Soulful Rebellion. I'm your host, Anika Nicole. I'm a spiritual life and mindset coach, here to guide those of you who are new to the spiritual awakening journey. Find clarity and inner peace so that you are able to live a life in alignment with your highest self. Welcome back again. This is your host, Anika Nicole, a spiritual life and mindset coach. As you already know, I haven't been putting out episodes the past few weeks because unfortunately I've been taken over by a cold and my voice was so bad. My voice was so raspy that I figured it was just best that I wait until my voice fully healed before I put out the next episode. And I'm glad to finally be back. I'm glad to finally be here because today in this episode you will learn how self-limiting beliefs can pose a barrier to your spiritual growth and development. So I'm so excited to jump right in. I've been waiting to do this one for a while. And today, just to give you an overview of what I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to explain what are self-limiting beliefs, where self-limiting beliefs come from, how it impacts your spiritual growth, and three tips on how to overcome them. I thought to bring you this topic because I was reflecting on the ways in which I experienced roadblocks along the way in my journey, especially when it comes to manifesting the life I desire or achieving certain goals I have for myself. And realizing that I wasn't the problem, I had to learn to work on letting go of self-limiting beliefs instead, the self-limiting beliefs that were limiting or inhibiting me from moving forward. So basically, I had to learn how to get out of my own way. So for those of you who have been following me on Instagram, I know I've been kind of quiet over there for a little while. Honestly, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> how I really feel about Instagram. But please, please, please don't be afraid to DM me because I want to know what are your thoughts and what are your ideas about that or what do you think self-limiting beliefs are or how you felt um, self-limiting beliefs have impacted you on, in your journey. And when you share, you can, one, DM me on Instagram. I definitely and always reply back, even though I might not be hanging around there as much. If you DM me, I always, always reply back. Or you can share a key takeaway from this episode in your stories. And if you do that, don't forget to tag me at soulfulrebellion.com. But anyway, let's jump into this episode more. First, I want to talk about what are self-limiting beliefs. Here's a definition I have for you. Self-limiting beliefs are those beliefs you hold about yourself that restrict your potential. They act as roadblocks, stopping you from stepping into the fullness of your power. Self-limiting beliefs are the stories we tell ourselves that stop us from growing beyond our own limitations. So in other words, any belief or thought that blocks us from meeting our full potential is a self-limiting belief. Some examples of self-limiting beliefs are thoughts around not feeling good enough, never having the time, things you might be telling yourself are, I need to make more money before I can achieve that goal. I don't need help. I'm a failure. It's too late for me to start a new career slash business. So these are some examples, but not the only types of examples of self-limiting belief. These are all statements you may have heard someone or even yourself say at some point throughout your life. Our minds are very powerful in creating the world we experience. Therefore, it is important to recognize that many of the beliefs we have, particularly the, the negative ones, may be false. Mostly they are false. These beliefs aren't all true. You may have formed this belief as a result of an adverse experience in your life that has caused you to feel or think this way. So now where do these self-limiting beliefs come from? Self-limiting beliefs can appear at any moment in our lifetime and come about for a variety of reasons. Just to go over an overview of different areas in our life where these self-limiting beliefs come up. One of which is our environment. 
Often we absorb these beliefs from our environment, our local homes, our local community. Even our society as a whole represents our environment. And what we see and experience within our environment on a daily basis shapes how we believe. For example, it can be easy to think that you can't achieve a certain goal if you haven't witnessed anyone within your environment doing this. If no one within your environment owns a home, for example, then one might form the belief that it is impossible or difficult to own a home. If you're a person with a specific disability who has a great aspiration or goal, it might be hard for you to see yourself doing it if there aren't many examples of people with a similar disability achieving the same things. So example, of course we know there are a lot of isms that exist within our world that put up certain barriers, but barriers can be broken. And examples of this are Madeline Stewart and Sophia Heyru, if I'm, I hope I'm saying that right, I think it's Heyrao, who are both supermodels with Down syndrome. Another one is Halle Bailey being casted as the first black mermaid. So the reason why these are examples of how our environment can impact our thinking is because before we've seen examples of people of a certain skin color or a certain disability, we might have thought, formed the thought that it was impossible or there wasn't an opportunity to become or embody those roles within society. But here are living examples of people who broke down those barriers. Another area that or of our life that it can impact or create where we create self-limited beliefs is within our families. Our families impact the beliefs we have about ourselves. This can be everything from cultural norms to how we were raised. If you have parents that were overly critical no matter how hard you tried, then you may have formed the belief that you are not good enough. If certain labels were constantly placed on you, like you're always so angry, then you may have adapted the mentality that you're just an angry person, so that's how you're always supposed to respond. Or maybe you were told a lot, you're so greedy, so you may have decided, you know, subconsciously rather, um, began overeating or eat too much or felt like, oh, you can't help your eating habits because you're just a greedy person. You know, those are just simple examples, um, oversimplified examples. Of course, it's way more complex than that, but just wanted to illustrate a point to you of how within our families, we are often told things that subconsciously we are acting out in our daily lives and that is impacting us even in our adulthood today you may have subconsciously embodied these beliefs because you were told them so much in your childhood another area where these self-limiting beliefs can come from is our own inner critic yes sometimes self-limiting beliefs can be self-generated coming from our own minds in the form of our inner critic our inner critic whispers words of doubt to us and it's easy to believe what it tells us because it's familiar and it often sounds like a voice we've heard before. Maybe you had a series of bad breakups so you form the belief that nobody wants you or that you can't be loved. Maybe school was a challenge for you all your life so you form the belief that you're not smart. Self-limiting beliefs are the stories that we tell ourselves due to negative events we've experienced from within our environment childhood upbringings, or from when we are being overly hard on ourselves. Identifying self-limiting beliefs will free you to make positive changes in your life. So I just covered where do self-limiting beliefs come from. Now I want to talk about how do self-limiting beliefs impact your spiritual growth. Self-limiting beliefs can be deadly to spiritual growth because they prevent us from fully accepting ourselves on our spiritual journey. You can't grow spiritually if you refuse to believe that you deserve it 
or even that such growth is possible for you. So here's some negative impact of self-limiting beliefs. You may engage in self-sabotaging behavior. You may truly desire to manifest a specific dream for your life and even take steps towards it, but you will procrastinate, half-step it and make mistakes, be inconsistent, be overly critical of yourself. You may even battle with self-doubt. You have the desire to make the changes and manifest your dreams, but you don't believe or trust in yourself. So you listen to the words of naysayers over your own, emotionally shut down, overthink the process, fail to maintain proper boundaries, or compare yourself to others. You may become overly critical of yourself, especially when you make mistakes. You may know what to do and trust in yourself, but have a hard time overcoming pitfalls, so you speak negatively about yourself, fail to ask for help because you are too ashamed, or just give up. You can recognize a false or a self-limiting belief by considering whether or not it makes you feel good or bad. Any belief that don't serve your greatest or highest potential, that don't help you to see yourself in the light of love, is going to block you from making forward progress in your life. Now, there is a clear difference between being honest with yourself and honest with where in your life you need to grow. A self-limiting belief isn't an honest or true belief. It is false. So just as an example, say I had the belief that I'm not smart. Now, this belief may have started because I failed a lot of classes in high school. So yes, it is true that I failed a lot of classes, but it is not true that I am not smart. Now, with this understanding, I can dig deep as I look back. I think, what was the case for my academic failures? Did I have the support I need? Was my home environment supportive? Did I study like I was supposed to? Was I working full time while in school? So you see, when you dig deeper and ask certain questions, you can come to the conclusion that the issue wasn't never that you weren't smart, but maybe there were other things going on that was impacting your ability to meet your full potential. Now, I have a little story time for you. I actually had a similar experience in college. I remember I ended my first semester of my junior year in college with a 0.75 GPA. I low-key dropped out of college the following semester because my grades just continued to tank. I remember feeling worthless and hopeless because of it, and I truly did form the thought that maybe the issue that I was that I wasn't smart enough. So a little extra, I also was a pre-med major when I went to college, and it was devastating for me to watch my peers you know, excel in chemistry, excel in uh, physiology or physics. And I just, no matter how hard I studied and no matter how well I thought I knew the content, I was just failing every exam. But in hindsight, when I look back over that experience, I realized the issue wasn't even that I wasn't smart enough. It was I wasn't making the best choices for myself at that time and the fact that I was going through a lot. So for example, I was not, <laughs> I did not make the wisest choice by taking nearly 20 credits at a time, yes. And they were mostly hard science classes and I was working nearly full time during that time. So it left very little time in my schedule for me to study. And then on top of that, I lost two important people in my life. So I had to deal with the grief while having a insurmountable workload. 
So as you see, it wasn't that I wasn't smart, of course, but in that moment, as I was going through the experience, those were the feelings that I felt. But as I look back over it, I can see in hindsight that the issue was that I could have made different choices or there was certain there was also rather certain things that was impacting me in that time and during that moment. In addition to that, I didn't seek help or support like I was supposed to. I didn't see any mental health advisors or counselors to deal with the grief. I did not speak with any academic advisors to make sure that I was on the right track. I just stood and I suffered alone without getting the necessary support that I needed. I tell this story because so often we attach beliefs about who we are as a person based on the impacts of decisions we've made, based on things that are outside of our control. As a teacher, I often work with children who exhibit challenging behaviors, and the one thing I learned is to always focus on the behavior and not the child. So I encourage you that when you find yourself in the trap of engaging in self-limiting beliefs, is to shift your focus away from yourself and onto the behaviors or results you desire to change. I know you're probably thinking of, well, <laughs> how do I do that? So I wanna share with you some tips for how to overcome self-limiting beliefs. One, when these thoughts or beliefs come up, write them down. This will help you to become more aware of what self-limiting beliefs are blocking you from moving forward and to better be able to identify them for the next time when they come up. Learning to differentiate between reality and thoughts or ideas can increase your spiritual awareness. Two, you can evaluate self-limiting beliefs. Take time to consider your own self-limiting beliefs and ask yourself what they mean. Scan them and see if there is a common theme such as lack of confidence or fear of failure. And questioning your assumptions about life may help to be a cathartic experience for you. Three, make a conscious decision to create new beliefs that will support your spiritual growth. Use positive affirmations to replace the old negative ones. Choosing to let go of old ideas and beliefs will help you to grow spiritually. Use an example that I am not smart, I can decide instead to shift into the belief that I'm connected to divine wisdom, infinite intelligence flows through me easily and effortlessly. So as you know, focusing on your spiritual growth can impact your life on many levels. As you go throughout a shift in your spiritual life, you may experience mental, emotional, and physical transformations as well. Self-limiting beliefs can be a barrier to spiritual growth, but you have the power to overcome them from within. One thing I know that helps with overcoming self-limiting thoughts that we have that come up is having a better understanding of how our subconscious mind works. So for that reason, I'll be having weekly devotionals on the power of the subconscious mind by Joseph Murphy. So if you want to keep up to date and learn more about how you can overcome self-limiting belief by tapping into the power of your subconscious mind, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. It's called Soul Notes by going to a soulfulrebellion.com forward slash soul notes. I will also include a link to it in the show notes. I feel like the power of the subconscious mind is a good text to read, especially if you're looking to gain a bit more understanding on how the subconscious mind works and tools that you can use to guide you in the process, the tools that you can use to help you tap into that power. For that reason, again, I'll be going over it or sharing my notes and reflections with you along with some journaling prompts to help you process that information each week. I already covered the first chapter, but don't worry, I'll have a link to it in each 
links of previous chapters or previous notes in every email that comes out or newsletter that comes out. So don't be afraid or shy to uh, subscribe at a soulfulrebellion.com forward slash soul notes. Also, I want you to know, don't forget to subscribe so that you're notified as soon as the next episode is out. Because next week I'm going to talk about what does it mean to be spiritual but not religious. A common question I see or get oftentimes. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening to a Soulful Rebellion podcast with your host, Anika Nicole.